0: What is up, my lovely people? I just wanted to let you guys know that, no, you are not special and I thought we'd just hop into this episode because we have a lot to talk about and it all starts with love. So whether or not you've truly been in love doesn't really matter in this episode, but I'd like to tell you a few things that I've learned from the whole experience that most people won't tell you or will charge you to learn about. (laughs) Um, I wanted to dive into some more aspects of love, some expectations that you may have, society's perception of male and female stereotypes surrounding love, and how that contributes to your overall look, um, outlook of romance. So, I first wanted to touch on the fact that, you know, I am 18, I'm very new to this whole love thing, I've only really had any experience with it the past like few months, um, but I think there's a lot of interesting things that you can learn from just being in a new, blossoming relationship that... I would like to document a little bit in this episode. Um, You know, people grow up online and people get to know each other online, but we don't really see any of the nitty-gritty details uh, behind how the relationship is explored. And I thought that it would be an interesting thing to kind of just dive deeper into that and give you some insight as to what it's like, you know, if you are long distance, if you are seeing someone all the time, uh, just some kind of typical things that you should be aware of, you know. So first off, I want to kind of touch on the fact that, you know, love makes you do things differently. Love can make you do crazy things. That's the thing that people always says. And, you know, it can either make you bring people closer or push people away. You know, we're feeling so deeply that a lot of the time the only thing that we can do is just kind of push people out of our lives to make that feeling go away. It's a scary feeling. It's a feeling that we're not really sure how to uh, quantify or really understand that well. And so, you know, it does make you kind of shut yourself out sometimes. And I know that like as soon as I felt like I was falling into, into some sort of like pattern of, oh, like I really like this person or like I love this person, even that kind of like sentiment, it was a scary thing for me to have to admit, especially since like the last few years i've told myself you know i'm not gonna date at all i'm not gonna try and fall in love like i just don't want that for myself um so you know it it definitely is something that like is a a mindset shift you know and it's also like going into kind of like bringing people closer uh there's a lot of the time where i feel like once you get over that hump of oh like i kind of like this feeling of like feeling really deeply and feeling like this person is another part of me and my other half, then it brings you a lot closer. And, you know, that's just one of the many first challenges that you'll have with an entire relationship. Um, you know, we think of love in the movies as like people swooning or the slow-mo walk-in and, you know, love at first sight. But for a lot of people, love takes quite a bit longer to cultivate. You know, I, I rarely meet people that see their partner before dating them and think they love them right away. Uh, It's taken at least a couple months for that feeling to set in for me, and, you know, I always think about uh, love at first sight in terms, in context of, you know, my parents. Uh, My parents' love story is basically just, like, my dad was donating blood at a blood bank, and my mom was working at the blood bank, and so he'll make jokes about, like, her being a vampire, or, you know, just her taking, taking his blood and then them falling in love, and how they almost kissed when they first met. You know, and, like, that's, I think, the closest that I've ever heard of someone falling in love at first sight. Um, But even then, you know, like, they didn't really ever, like, love, love each other until a few months in. And even then, it was very hard for my dad to say I love you because of past relationships and past heartbreaks, you know. So that kind of thing, it's just so interesting to kind of make sure that... You're in the right place to say, I love you, and like how what that feels like, and what how to approach that whole situation. But in terms of you know, love at first sight, that's kind of all I think about. That's the closest I've ever heard of people coming to it. So, why do we continue to perpetuate this false narrative that love is something that just happens right away? That spark that you feel right at the beginning, you know? I wanted to talk a little bit about expectations and. Um, I want to start off first by detailing a series called Too Hot to Handle, which I'm sure most of you know about Um, this summer when I was doing my internship. My roommates and I, uh, we all watched the full eighth season of Love Island, which is like 60 episodes of these people in a villa for two months, essentially trying to find love and uh we watched that and then we have just like a week or two left of our internship and so we decided oh like why not watch just a little bit more of a reality show and we chose too hot to handle now it's such an interesting thing to go from a show that is going so in depth on all of the characters and really giving you an insight as to how they're forming a connection with their partner and eventually how they get to the final round you know and so like it's it's a very interesting thing to kind of just, you know, be, be a part of uh, watching it. Um, and then you go to a show like Too Hot to Handle, and all these people, you know, obviously very horned up going into this villa, uh, basically planning this whole summer to just hook up with everyone and anyone, um, and then being told they can't, and trying to steer that narrative into, okay, I'm not going to have sex with people. I'm just going to try and find a deeper connection if that's even possible. And, you know, there's a character in the first season who keeps talking about how she starts talking to these guys and and she's having a good time and maybe they share a kiss or two uh, and then she sleeps on it and the next morning she decides that she doesn't want to get to know them anymore because the spark isn't there. And it's such an interesting thing to think about finding love as just one spark when we really know that like love is a series of you know events that kind of lead into each other like a domino effect and i don't know if a spark really truly exists you know like it's one of those things where at least in my experience the spark is kind of something that comes along like after you've been getting to know someone for a little while it's not something where you can just talk to someone and you get a spark and then you just go with it. Uh, that might be true, like sexually, if there is like an attraction there. But in terms of love, I don't really think that that's even that's even a thing. Um, you know, society wants to tell us that love is right around the corner and that it just happens, and in a way that's probably true. But we don't think about the work that actually goes into a relationship until you are in the thick of it, and then it all leads to communication. Uh, I've realized from watching a lot of shows that a lot of people don't know how to communicate. And that's not me saying that I'm the communication expert, that I have everything figured out, and you should just listen to me because uh, I'm an 18-year-old, and I'm an adult, and this is just, you know, <laughs> like, like that's not what I'm trying to say at all. Um, but I do know that a lot of the times when I look at other relationships, uh, there's a few things that stand out as just all leading back to communication is key. You know, we say it so much and yet we're just often too scared to really tell people how we feel. And, you know, the last few years I've felt that feeling very much. And it's always been better to voice my opinion and to voice things that I'm feeling instead of bottling them up. And I also understand that that's a hard truth to kind of uh, internalize for a lot of people. That's pretty hard to just tell people like oh you have to you have to be in tune with your feelings and tell people how you feel you know that's there's not really any like step by step guide to to doing that for everyone and that's something that you have to explore on your own but i'd say that in terms of love love is basically just built on the fundamentals of communication and you know, I continue to talk about the feeling of love and communication with my boyfriend, and it's it's brought us so much further. you know i I recently went to uh, New York to see him uh, just for a, a little weekend, and on that weekend, you know it, there's there's things that we talk about that just all have to do with communication uh it's it's if we get annoyed and we increasingly get annoyed throughout the day about little things the partner like our partner says or does. You know, those things build up, and by the end of the day, we're just like pl- just plain annoyed with each other. And, you know, if it was just like an easy thing for me all the time to just say, Hey, like, I don't like it when you do that right after it happens, we wouldn't have those issues, you know? Like, we wouldn't have any kind of problems like that where we get to the end of the day and we're just fed up, you know? And so we talked about that. That's something that I feel like every duo uh, should have, and it's, you know, it's a very interesting kind of dynamic to bring into a life that, you know, I've always communicated with people, but I've never had to truly communicate any feeling of love and how much it really impacts that relationship, you know. Um, I wanted to just dive into um, what to handle a little bit more and how different it is to Love Island. And I touched on it a little bit, but the mindset that people have going into a show like Too Hot to Handle, and a show like Love Island, are on the basis of sex versus a real like love connection. And you know that's the purpose of these shows. It's the purpose uh, is to match people up, you know, and and have them explore, you know, having sexual relationships um, mixed with having like a deeper possible connection. And Love Island is pretty much the opposite. It's just prioritizing connection over everything else. And seriously, like, it's really interesting to see people and how their mindset shifts and getting all these interviews with people behind the scenes about, like, oh, like, I really didn't like how he did this, and then and then this happened, and, like, I don't know what to think. All these things that could be solved with just communication. And, you know, I'm not recording this podcast to just, like, spray communication, you know, out, out, like, every 20 seconds, you know, we're, we're always told that that's, like, a big thing, um, in relationships. I think the thing that I want to illustrate is that, you know, reality TV shows like these illustrate a new kind of love and matchmaking that just isn't realistic, and the fact that we, because of these shows, and because of what media and uh, you know like like movies tv youtube even uh illustrates as love um we we just kind of think of it as as a checklist and it's not i talk to a lot of people back home and you know they kind of see stuff as like when you're they're describing their perfect partner it would be oh like he has like brown hair he is like a nice tan you know he's uh he's kind and he's funny uh I want all these different traits, but we never really talk about, like, I want a man that, like, essentially I would trust to babysit my dog or something, you know what I mean? It's like the things that contain more trust, the things that would need a lot more communication, like, I want a man that will listen to me when I'm talking about my eating disorder and remind me to eat, you know? We see the things on social media all the time about, like, the the boyfriend texting his girl and asking like did you eat today and the girl's like going crazy about it but that takes so much trust and so much communication on both people's parts to just be like oh like this is a problem for you and I understand and I want to help you um and you know we start to think about everything as a checklist and it's a it's a long hard road of putting yourself out there and getting uncomfortable and it's not a checklist love is not a checklist it'll hit you when you least expect it and you shouldn't be trying to find the person that takes all of your metaphorical boxes you should be thinking about the kind of person you can argue with and have deep conversations with and grow with and still grow together rather than grow apart or grow from um from something else you know you want to be growing with someone and becoming better people together and i think that that's such an such an amazing kind of concept to to dive into a little bit more I'd say that with my boyfriend, you know, we were both living in a co-living house, and the thing with that is, like, you know, we were already technically living together before we ever dated, and we got to know each other for, you know, about a few weeks, and then I left, and we FaceTimed every day, and we told each other that we liked each other, and it wasn't really anything that we thought about, like, further than that until we started communicating and talking about all these things that we were doing, and it got to the point where I was just excited to call him at the end of my day. I wanted to know what he was doing. I wanted to know how his life back in New York was when I was in Canada. I was just so intrigued by everything that he told me and how how easy it was to communicate with him. And then we got back to New York and I I got back to New York with this still kind of like feeling of, you know, I can't date. I I it's going to be too much. Like I'm going to mess it up and I'm not going to be a good girlfriend because I'm traveling all the time and my work is going to get in the way and he's going to get in the way and it, it just won't work. So I went to New York saying I'm going to have to like break it off. Like I really like him, but it's it's just not going to work. And then I got there um having this feeling of I need to push him away, I need to push him away, while still feeling so deeply and caring so much for him, and then throughout that whole week, like, it was one of the best weeks I've ever had, and we came so close, and, uh, you know, I just felt so deeply that I pushed over that hump of pushing people away and brought him closer instead, and we started dating a day after I had told him all that, so it's an interesting, um, kind of feeling it's an interesting thing that love will do um and at that point i wasn't even sure that i really loved him um i I wasn't sure if that it would blossom into that you know i I just knew that i really cared for him and over the next month month or so um like month two months um it, it became very apparent to me that that was absolutely what was happening and from that point on i kind of embraced it you know And obviously, people are going to have different uh, levels at which they feel love, and they're going to have uh, a certain amount of time before they feel like they can really open up about love. And, you know, I use the example of my dad, whereas, like, he knew that he loved my mom a month into the relationship, a month, month and a half, but he couldn't say it, he couldn't bring himself to say it until a year and a half into their relationship. And, you know, that's a long time for a lot of people. That's a long time to me. Um, and I think my mom said it like three months in, you know. And the fact that, like, she was able to wait for him until he was ready, they were able to communicate that, is a beautiful thing that, you know, now my dad literally starts every conversation on the phone with, hey, I love you. And it's just, it just becomes so easy. It becomes so fluid. And, you know, it's It's great. And I also want to talk a little bit um to end off this this episode about how love eventually becomes implicit, you know, with with my with my boyfriend's family, they don't say I love you very much. Um because they feel like, you know, obviously you love me. <laughs> like like we understand that like through our actions and through how we communicate and through all of these different things that we've been through together, I know that you love me and that I love you and that that's just something implicit that we don't have to remind each other of. And, you know, honestly, like, I like the constant reminder. I like being able to tell people that I love them. I like being able to voice that. And I think that's just, like, my communication kind of uh, emphasis on it. Um, I I like being able to say I love you and remind people. And it just fills me with so much happiness whenever I get to say it to someone I truly, truly love. And it's just there's so much difference in how people express that love, Um, and I think, you know, when we become 18, or if we haven't had love yet, or if we've just been kind of breezing through relationships um, without really any, like, real connection, we start to forget how love is really supposed to feel, and that can isolate us, that can really make us very scared, Um, but I think it's an interesting thing to just kind of say, like, oh, like, I'm aware that, I am in this point of my life where I may not find love right now, but I need to prioritize myself and communicating with my partner if I do feel things like that. And I promise you, you would much rather have someone tell you that they're not ready to love yet than continue to love them and never know if they truly love you back. Um, that that's a that's a really shitty thing that a lot of people will get into, um, and I believe that. You know, I, I think almost everyone will be able to find love uh, you know, maybe maybe find love multiple times in their life, you know, so you know it's an interesting concept. wanted to talk about it a little bit, a little a few things on my mind, but um, I hope you enjoyed and I just wanted to also tell you that you are not special. and with that being said, you can check out all of my other stuff in the links below.